There's a Maxine meme that says, life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in an attractive and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in sideways, chocolate in one hand, wine in the other, body thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and screaming, woohoo, what a ride. I don't know about you, my friend, but that's how I've always aimed to live my life. And besides sliding in with chocolate and wine, I also pray every day that when I arrive at the pearly gates, I will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, I want to hear that because I used all of my talents and gifts that God put inside of me on this earth. In all seriousness, this is my biggest driver. So how do you find or create a career that utilizes your God-given potential and not risk wasting it? That's our subject today, and I'm going to break it all down for you. Let's go. Welcome to the Discovering Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I'm here to help you unleash your strengths and get clarity on your calling. I believe when you find your purpose in life, fulfillment, joy, and success will follow. If you're ready, pop in those earbuds, hit that follow button, and join me on this journey toward discovering your calling. So in my opinion, basing our career choices on the modern world may cause us to neglect the gifts we were given and waste our full potential. And it's not our fault. It's how we're taught to look for a career by our teachers, our parents, the colleges. And today I'm going to break down the three biggest modern day myths on how to search for a career and why they don't work and share tips on what to do instead so you can create a career life that leaves you feeling excited, successful, and yes, uses all of your God-given potential. Sound good? All right. So myth number one is look for a safe and steady career with benefits. Oh, this is like my biggest issue. In New York State, where we lived for you know, 30 something years. The biggest job there was getting a job with the state because we were near Albany, New York, the capital of New York. So there were a lot of state jobs and it always baffled me and actually drove me crazy because everyone wanted to work for the state. It was almost like this generational thing. You got to get a job for the state. Yay, I got a job for the state. Then I want my kids to work for the state and they got a job for the state. Yay, you know, But here's the thing, very few people liked their job at the state. In fact, most were downright miserable and counting the years to retirement. Even if they just started, they already started counting the years to retirement. And their mentality was, I'll just do this for the benefits, suck it up for the 20 years, and then I will be able to enjoy my life in retirement. And that is no way to live for multiple reasons, and that would be a whole nother podcast in itself. But in a nutshell, we're not promised tomorrow, so we can't wait to start enjoying our life. And besides that, COVID, if nothing else, really proved that there are no safe careers out there. Because even people that work for the state got laid off during that time. So what do you do instead? Instead of looking for that safe career, what if you looked for a career that stretched you, 
A career that caused you to feel excited to go to work because it challenged you just enough. A career that you didn't get bored with, but instead, it pushed you to continue to always learn and grow. And a job that was exhilarating so you can enjoy life today and not just in the future. That's what I encourage you to do is don't play it safe. Don't look for the safe job, but look for that job that will stretch you. So myth number two, this is what we're told. Choose a job based on the salary. The world tells us that earning a significant paycheck is the key to happiness, and we should be willing to compromise our true desires, maybe even our values, to achieve financial success. And even as entrepreneurs, we are inundated with ads promising six-figure monthly incomes and seven-figure yearly profits. And yes, while it is very important to be well compensated for our work, and income is crucial for our well-being and happiness, I mean, the bills have to get paid, right? And we want that extra to enjoy life, but it shouldn't be the number one or even the sole factor when choosing a career. And, you know, yes, not not that earning a significant salary is a bad thing, or we shouldn't strive to be well compensated. I mean, if God wants to bless me with a second seven-figure income, I am totally here for it. Trust me. And I hope you are too. But salary shouldn't be the deciding factor in choosing your career. And instead, Imagine selecting a career that ignites your passion and gives you that sense of purpose. And you find that career, then you figure out how to earn a good income while pursuing that path. Here's an exercise that I use with my Discovering Your Calling Academy clients. And there's two steps to it. And this might help you figure out like, well, what is that purpose? What is that passion that I have? I'm not even sure what that looks like, Sherry. So here's the exercise. Number one is what is the problem you see in your world that you'd like to help solve? This is your purpose because we each see different problems in the world and that tug at our heart that make us like, oh, I wanna fix that. So for instance, what I just mentioned earlier about all those people getting a job at the state and thinking they haven't made, that drove me crazy. That was one of the driving factors when I was in direct sales for what made me want to recruit people because I saw all these people who were so unhappy at their job and they thought that was the only answer was to get that safe, secure job. And then as I moved into discovering your calling and working with people's strengths, I want to help them see that there's like a bazillion answers out there for how to build a career that lights you up and you don't have to settle for safe. That's boring. We don't want to be boring. We want to have an abundant life. So that was the problem that I saw in the world or that I see in the world. And that was the problem that I wanted to have a solution to help fix. So that's what drives me. And You may see the problem as like one of my clients, she saw the problem that people's houses were totally unorganized, which was causing them stress. She wanted to help them organize their home. That's the problem she saw. Another one of my clients, Andrea, she's a teacher and she saw the problem out there with not only how teachers are supported, but how they're trained to teach and so many multiple things that teachers that have been in the career for, for a while, how they needed support. 
That was the problem she wanted to solve. So what is that problem that you see in your world? And I say your world, that might be your household. That might be your neighborhood. It might be your community. It might be your church. It might be your state. It might be the whole world. But what's that problem that just, when you look at it, it makes you shake your head. It's like, why are they doing that? Why is that done that way? And you know, deep inside, you have the skill set and the wherewithal and the talents to help solve that problem. That, my friend, is your purpose. Now, the second part of this exercise is, and I would love for you, if you're not out, if you're not driving, <laughs> you can do this. Just pause for a minute. And I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine that you couldn't fail and that money was not an object. What would you want to be doing? So if you couldn't fail and money was not an object, what would you want to be doing? What does that look like for you? And how does that tie into solving that problem? Okay, so what is it? What was that first, what was that picture you saw of yourself doing? That's what you should be pursuing. Now, here's the thing. Oh, you can open your eyes too, by the way. (laughs) Um, So here's the problem with that exercise we just did. You probably heard two voices. And that first voice was the excited one. That's the one who created that image right away of what you really want to be doing. But then the second voice pops in. And that second voice is the one that tells you all the reasons why that idea, that career, that job won't work for you. It might have said, oh, that's silly. That's foolish. Nobody would ever pay for that. Or maybe it said, you can't create a business around that. You're not qualified for that. Who do you think you are? You can't do that. We can't listen to that second voice. If we listen to the second voice, we'll never reach our full potential. So here's what I have to say for that, my friends, is that if God planted that very first idea, that excited vision you had in your heart and in your mind, he gave you what you need to pursue it. It's already inside of you. You just need to pull it out. You just need to work to get it out there. Maybe it's having a coach that helps you get it you know, out in the world. Maybe it's having somebody by your side that just says, you can do this, who believes in you. Somebody that's going to overcome that second voice with you. So you just need to be brave enough to chase after it. I'm going to repeat that. If God planted that very first idea and vision in your heart and mind, he gave you what you need to pursue it. You just have to be brave enough to chase after it. So what was that first image? What is that thing that if money was no object and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you really, really, really love to pursue? What's that problem you know you could solve? Chase that instead of the salary. Okay, myth number three, our final myth for today is the world will tell you that you need to choose your next career based on your skill set. One of the biggest questions on any resume or in during the interview is, what experience do you have? The problem with that question is that you may have a lot of experience and you may have a lot of skills from past jobs that you never even liked. You've probably worked at a job where you were smart enough to figure out how to do it. And perhaps you even got kind of good at it, but you never liked it. It was a job that at the end of the day, you were flat out exhausted and worn down because of the task and the skills you had to use and you had to do in order to do that job well. We don't want to continue to use those skills. That's not using your true skill set. That's not using your gifts and talents. 
you know, I'm capable of doing the tech stuff in my business, but Lord have mercy, it exhausts me. I have the skill, but it's not my gift. I'd rather spend time working with my clients or recording a podcast and hire out all those tasks that don't align with my natural gifts because there's somebody else out there who loves the tech stuff. So we don't want to get stuck in the cycle of always doing the skills that just because we can do them, that we should be doing them. The other problem with that is when you base your career search on your skill set and experience, you risk switching companies, but yet still get stuck doing the tasks and the, the job that you didn't enjoy at the last company. It becomes a cycle of changing where you work but not what you do. So when you base your job and your career search based on that skills, you may change the where, but you're not gonna change the what. Now in our Discovering Your Calling Academy, I ask the students to really evaluate and monitor their energy when it comes to skills and tasks that they have to do. And they make a column, and this is another exercise you can do. Take a sheet of paper, divide it into half, and one side is, What drains you, one side is what energizes you, drains and exhausts and energizes you. And just monitor all the different tasks that you have to do throughout the day. It can be at work, it can be at home. And think about, does this energize me or does this exhaust me? And we want to really pay attention to the ones that energize us. Because again, we can get stuck doing the tasks that exhaust us. Because just because we're good at it doesn't mean we should be doing it. So you want to, you know, moving forward, you want to find a career that will utilize the ones that energize and excite you. And if you are on a job interview or filling out a resume, you don't even need to mention that you have the other skills that exhaust you because that's where you're going to risk. They're going to say, oh, she's good at tech stuff because you put it on your resume. And now you're wondering why you hate the job and you're exhausted. It's because they have you doing that skill because you said you could do it. So don't even mention it to them. (laughs) Don't risk getting stuck in that cycle of day in and day out doing the, the tasks you don't like to do. Instead, look for or create a career based on using your God given talents and strengths. What gifts do you have inside of you? that if you learned how to unleash those gifts, you'd not only find more success, but you'd feel energized. What are the skills that when you do them based on your natural talents, not only do they energize you, but you also are way more successful at that task. You will find when you do the task at hand that you're naturally gifted to do. It just comes easy, it comes natural, and it doesn't even feel like it's work to you. When you're working within your natural talents and gifts, those are the days that fly by because you're working in those gifts. The the task at hand involves you using your God-given gifts and talents. And it flies by. At the end of the day, you might be tired, but only because you used up your gifts, not because the task at hand exhausted you. There's a huge difference here, my friends. So instead of basing that job on your skills, why not base it on your God-given talents and strengths? And you know, if, you, if you're not sure what those are, the answer starts with strengths. It starts by taking the Clifton Strengths Assessment. 
If you're not sure what that's about, reach out to me. I have a lot of information to share about that and how you can take your Clifton Strengths assessment. Okay, let's wrap this up, my friends. So as you look for your what's next, because I know so many of you are, it doesn't matter if you're 20-something and just getting started on your career, your first career, or maybe you're stuck in that mid-career where you thought this was the ideal dream career and it's just not feeling aligned anymore. Or maybe you're retired. (laughs) Maybe you retired from that state job and now you're ready to find a career that lights you up. Whatever stage you're at, here's three things to keep in mind so that you can really feel fulfilled and find that purpose is number one, what job is going to keep you excited? Not just today, but two to five years from today, maybe 10 years, maybe 20 years. What job is going to challenge you to step into your full potential? Number two, what's that problem that you see in the world and how can you go about solving it? That's your true purpose. And then how can you make a living doing that? That's something else we cover in the Discovering Your Calling Academy. We show you how to do that. The third thing is, what are your God-given talents and strengths? And what career will let you utilize them to the fullest? So this, my friend, is how we will be more like Maxine and slide into heaven thoroughly used up because we worked and played full out. And we will be able to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant because you didn't waste a drop of your full potential. So let me know, which of these myths have kept you trapped in a career that doesn't feel aligned? And what's your next step that you're going to take to create a career that uses all of your God-given potential so you're not wasting any of it? I look forward to hearing from you, my friends. You can find me on Facebook, send me an email. I'm here for you. Thank you for spending this time with me. My hope is something you heard today inspires you to take action toward discovering your calling. I just have two favors to ask of you before you go. One, if you found value and enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you might hear your review read on a future episode. And two, can you share this episode with three friends who will also enjoy it as much as you did? By doing these things, you will help us grow the podcast to make a bigger impact on the world. And until next week, remember, you've been created to live a life of fulfillment, freedom, purpose, success, and joy.